0: as lovely, and lasting as any of your favorite tunes.
1: Become one with the sound
0: of today. Train to be a DJ at WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Weekly training sessions are held Sundays at 4 o'clock in our lobby in the basement of the Student Activities Building of the University of Michigan. All you have to do is show up to enter the training process. As a University of Michigan student, you'll get a lesson on WCBN and learn how to make a demo tape. For more information, see www.wcbn.org or email training at wcbn.org for more details. Soon you'll be playing today's loveliest music. Well, good evening and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim DeWire. And we had a little bit of a thunderclapper out there in the last hour. Uh, if you're on a bicycle, be careful. There's a lot of tree vegetation on the ground from that heavy wind, and uh, it was quite gusty there. Slick, slick spots are a plenty, which rhymes with polenti,
1: <laughs> which makes me think of polenta. Yeah, that That's... mushy corn mash type stuff, which I don't like either. Yeah, it is. <laughs> An acquired substance.
0: Uh, people have mentioned tofu in that uh, in that department. Well, a somewhat strange week. I thought it was unfortunately overshadowed with the Terminator
1: uh, story, which I touched on a little bit last week. But uh, oh well. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, a surprise to who. I, I, I You know, I'm sure uh, some might say his wife, but uh, come on, she knew what she was marrying. Yeah. Um, well, the difference between him and some other
0: people is at least he's never played the holier-than-thou card. Correct. In advance or since. He's remained yeah. w- relatively mum, but obviously going into the recall election... Um, that was a very strange uh skeleton in the closet to be uh keeping track of yeah <laughs> but uh you know on a on a different note regarding arnold uh i noticed thursday night in fact i took the night off from work to actually watch uh The Smartest uh, Guys in the Room documentary, which was playing on CNBC. And if you get a chance to see this movie, this is a documentary uh, made in 2005 about the Enron scandal. And there's lots of components uh, to this movie that are very relevant to the eventual financial crisis here in the United States. But there was also the propinquity between Enron and the Bush administration Mm -hmm. and the political machinations of Enron. Regarding the deliberate manipulation of, uh, well, basically electric supply that affected California, in which prices, supply, and artificial uh, quote unquote capitalism. Uh, These guys, the smartest guys in the room, are all big adherents of AND RAND market capitalism. And of course, the truth comes out that it was all manipulation. And Ken Lay met Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, in the midst of the energy crisis in California in May of 2001. Uh, We
1: had rolling brownouts at the time. Uh, It's important to remember that this was not just a a cost thing, but there were actual shortages. There were actual shortages, and
0: what Enron was doing was manipulating supply because they were able to, uh, their, quote, traders were able to manipulate shutdowns of utilities. And as the... uh, Public utility regulators were pointing out there never was a supply shortage. Mm -hmm. This was deliberate manipulation. This would cause prices in the quote unquote free market, unquote, to rapidly spike, sometimes as much as a thousand percent. Californians lost thirty billion dollars from this Enron, these Enron shenanigans, while they were booking. $2 $2 billion in profits, while hiding the fact that their, com- their company was bankrupt. And uh, there were numerous frauds orchestrated. The fascinating thing about this movie is this sort of proselytizing that the Enron Corporation was engaged in in the 1990s and early part of the uh, Bush administration. It's interesting, for instance, that a top uh, Enron official was put in charge of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission which had the power to prevent what was going on with Enron. However, uh, numerous news clips from the wanker himself and Dick Cheney uh, showed that uh, they were telling the big lie to the public that this had something to do with regulation, Mm -hmm. when in fact it was deregulation that was, was causing all the problems. And, of course, this phony um, projection to the public about how we are capitalists here at Enron and we believe in the stock price, which, of course, they were manipulating behind the scenes uh, in all sorts of ways, basically hiding the fact that their company was, quote, showing profits on the books when they were, in fact, billions and billions of dollars in debt. It's an amazing story. Ken Lay met Schwarzenegger before the recall of Gray Davis began. And Gray Davis, needless to say, in 2001, was seen as a uh, prospective uh, Democratic uh, competitor to George Bush in the 2004 election. Uh, Ken Lay was also the biggest financial contributor to, the, uh, g- to Governor Bush when he was governor of Texas. And this whole story... Um, it is connected to the, the eventual unwinding of the American economy. Uh, needless to say, George Bush and Dick Cheney forgot that California is one-eighth of the American economy, and when they go into recession, America goes into a recession. Very interesting stuff. I highly recommend uh, this documentary if you ever get a chance to see it again. Uh, This was a book, a a documentary based largely on a book by a guy, uh, a woman named Bethany uh, McLean, who has recently published another book. She was the journalist that actually began to raise questions about Enron's accounting practices, among other things. And, uh... This weird uh, sort of holier-than-thou true believer in quote-unquote market capitalism is one of the most glaring examples of hypocrisy uh, in corporate American history. And this, needless to say, wiped out the... uh, jobs of about 30,000 people, as well as many companies that Enron was buying in which they were using their stock as collateral. And, of course, the connections to Wall Street were numerous. All sorts of fraud was occurring. And at the end of the day, uh, the uh, 2008 financial crisis, uh, among other things, is basically uh, the Enron story encapsulates the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's about greed and fraud and it's uh, a true
1: and a lack of story. proper oversight yeah which is really you know the central determining figure in how uh, wide the devastation has proven to be
0: smartest guys in the room uh, highly recommended cnbc occasionally shows this on uh, their uh, cable uh, channel at night and if you get a chance or haven't seen this movie
1: do it you know you'd think the state of california would have pers- well maybe if uh with the next governor, they would uh, consider pursuing uh, legally forcing Dick Cheney to turn over the minutes from those Secret yeah. Energy Commission meetings uh, that were uh, no doubt playing right into the uh, plans of the Enron scheme. Scheme, scam, whichever you choose there.
0: Well, speaking of Texas, I noticed that uh, Newt Gingrich's uh, presidential Ambitions have come crashing down. Well, already,
1: ready? Already. But we only had one limerick from you. So. Well, I have another one. <laughs> oh good. <laughs> Newt is uh the raw material from which doubtless numerous uh limericks could be carved. So we give you another limerick in honor of
0: Obama, the Irishman, uh who's in Ireland right now. Indeed. Uh and at least appropriately drinking a Guinness. It's my understanding. I heard this last night on BBC. When Reagan visited his ancestral home, uh, he
1: uh, drank a lower-quality ale from down the road. Well, the ironic thing about a Guinness, of course, is not a lot of Americans know this, but the Guinness brewery is owned by Protestants. Yeah. So there's something of an irony there, but there's no mistake in and it's a fine stout. So in honor of the Irish and in
0: honor of Newt, let us just say there was once a candidate named Newt who was a bit of an intellectual snoot. After committing a gaffe, his support fell by half. He can forget about
1: that presidential salute. Yeah, and you know the funny thing about his, his gaffe is that... Uh, it wasn't a gaffe. It wasn't a gaffe at all. <laughs> it's a fairly accurate statement. Uh, this is uh, simply a right-wing budget. Well, yeah. Yeah,
0: and, and watching Newt go into damage control has been That's entertaining the as anything. Uh, I guess he got uh, mm, glittered, as they say, somewhere on a campaign appearance, as well as the, the famous voter that shook his hand and told him he it was an embarrassment to the Republican Party and he had to get out. Um Who knows what will happen to Newt? Uh,
1: uh, I suspect that your theory, uh, as postulated last week, is correct, and that the entire thing is really just a chance to sell more videos.
0: Yeah. But I think he's going to hang around for a while because of the uh, (laughs) uh, meager stature of of the uh, announced candidates and soon-to-be-announced candidates. Palenti apparently did announce today on video... I I don't quite understand the YouTube thing regarding uh, running for president. I would actually hold a serious news conference if I were going to do so. But uh, watching Sarah Palin appear on Fox News Network with her hair in her eye blinking repeatedly defending Newt was almost as... uh, Uh, was she blinking like Whitaker's Chambers style blinking? Yeah, yeah, it was. Well what was funny was her she had hair that was coming into both of her eyelashes and they were in her eyelashes, so she was blinking constantly, meanwhile her hair was flapping up and down. Now that's something to look at on YouTube.
1: I can fly. <laughs> Yeah, apparently a longtime uh, aide of hers uh, during her longtime aide is maybe not the right phrase since he was a gubernatorial aide, and we know she barely held that seat. I'm not sure uh, how warm it actually got, but uh, he's published a tell all book. Yeah, and obviously, uh, I'm sure there's not all that much to tell that we haven't already sussed out, but it'll be amusing, no doubt, to uh, see if it sells as many copies as her books.
0: Yeah, well, blaming the, quote, lamestream media, which is what she called it, uh, for Newt's demise was uh, bizarre because most of his problems were occurring on Fox News Network.
1: Yeah. Um, it's the things that come out of Newt's head. Yeah. Those are the, the things that get people upset because the man is a crackpot. <laughs> I mean, is there a better example of a crackpot in American politics today, or even in the last 30 years, than Newt Gingrich?
0: Well, and he, keep, he keeps smiling. That's what's good about him. He, he at least doesn't have the frown on his face yet. He reminds me sometimes of a
1: carnival barker. but Yeah, or like something associated with a fast food Happy Meal, like yeah. a McDonald's character or something. Who Ronald McDonald
0: survived, apparently. <laughs> newt did not maybe he can become
1: the new, new Bur- mask burger king <laughs> big boy is, is my favorite <laughs> he's got the physique for that, that was... just needs the pants but then people might confuse him for the checkered pants demon wait a minute newt has his pants on <laughs> no wait those are overalls
0: <laughs> that's what he needs he needs a little authenticity a hay bale kind of a junior
1: samples look
0: so yeah um brain damage award to sarah palin um can't keep the uh, Newt Gingrich appearances in in perspective. And, of course, he got into trouble by using the word right-wing social engineering. And I thought, well, boy, that describes it perfectly. That's what they've been
1: engaged in for decades now. Of course now are they mad because he's called them out on it or because they don't think that it's right-wing? They think they that's probably it. They think, oh, we're mainstream. But, uh, no, this is maybe uh, the most accurate uh, thing you could have expected Newt to say.
0: Yeah, and, of course, it's connected to the Ryan Medicare plan, which, of course, is going to be prominently featured tomorrow in a special election in upstate New York. Uh, Pay attention to those results. Very interesting because there's a Tea Party candidate uh, in the special election that may allow the Democrat to win with uh, 40-ish to 45 percent Um, I suspect at the last second many of the Tea Party folks will abandon their candidate and the Republican will still win. But if the Democrats should win that former Jack Kemp seat, uh, that would be a big upset and not bode well for the future of the Ryan plan, which uh, has not passed the Senate. Uh, There's a lot of controversy about it, but it's obvious that the Ryan plan, by the way, is... uh, is going to be one of the key uh, issues in the uh, presidential election and congressional elections that are upcoming. And needless to say, it's uh, mired in confusion, disinformation, and all sorts of uh, hyperbole and mischief.
1: Well, it could be a long, long wait for this uh, August 2nd deadline on the debt limit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the the amount of grandstanding that we're going to have to endure on this. Um, and it'll be interesting to, you know, watch between now and then what it does to markets. Uh, this sort of uh, foot-dragging mm-hmm. and uh, rhetorical grandstanding uh, as, you know, Rack and Hugh uh, is, uh, is sent up in uh, troubled, anguished sighs from the Republicans, you know, insisting on real cuts. Yeah. You know, let's use this as an opportunity to impose real cuts when as we've discussed numerous times on this program the real and most obvious cuts are right there in the middle of the room and it's Iraq and Afghanistan and there's a pretty substantial pile of savings right there and the Pentagon budget which uh, generally
0: speaking that uh, could be halved alas is bulging out of Newt's overalls (laughs) Uh, But an example of how uh, silly uh, the deficit debate really can be, last week there was a a cloture vote in the Senate regarding the tax breaks that oil companies receive. Um, It's incredible uh, to actually appreciate how much money these companies make. Uh, This is one quarter. This is the latest quarter, and this is from the Wall Street Journal, owned by Rupert Murdoch's. Owner of Fox. Yeah. Rupert Murdoch, yes, uh, bringing you more information. But this is actually factual information. This
1: dated the 29th of April. Yeah, generally speaking, the the Wall Street Journal still, despite its ownership, continues to enjoy, uh, with the exception of its op-ed page, uh, pretty reliable and reasonable news coverage.
0: Yeah, exactly. And this is what's just interesting. ExxonMobil reported uh, it, its uh, earnings per share jumped. Um, it, this is its earnings. This is its profit. Ten point six billion dollars, or two dollars and fourteen a share, uh, which was up from uh, six point three billion dollars, or one point thirty three dollars a share. Uh, this is the first quarter. This is one quarter, four months, four months. Um, revenue rose 26% in the first quarter of 2011 to $114 billion. <laughs> this is a corporation that apparently the Republican Party has decided in the Senate, this vote was 57 to 43, um, has, to get more ta- has to continue to get tax cuts, uh, tax breaks, tax subsidies. The total savings from this tax debate that they had just last week on a procedural vote regarding this budget and these tax breaks for oil companies consisted basically of $40 billion over a 10-year period. Exxon made $10 billion in one quarter. Unbelievable. But uh, demonstrative of of the hypocrisy, the total hypocrisy... Of um, market capitalism. And, of course, you know, there are some investigations into the uh, manipulation of oil prices uh, regarding, you know, commodity futures exchanges and arbitrage and the whole, uh, uh,
1: well, guys like Enron. The smartest guys in the room. Well, the guys who figured out how to make the big racket work. Yeah. And to pay off long enough uh, to feather a nest and to make a hasty exit and clearly this is the same sort of mentality that uh you know in the hypocrisy of soviet communism where there's one version of communism for the workers and for joe proletariat and uh quite a different set of rules for the party uh bigwigs uh as far as access to luxury and convenience and uh the whole range of options, and it's the same with capitalism. There are those who believe in its tenets, and there are those who purport to believe in its tenets. Uh, meanwhile, doing every shady operation behind the scene, um, of course, as most listeners are aware, the only real form of socialism that we have in this country is the corporate socialism, which is itself a kind of a bizarre and, and ridiculous phrase, um, but that's the way the funding of corporations works in this country. Uh, you and I foot the bill.
0: Yeah. And the thing that's fascinating also about this article um, the, you know, it says oil company profits soar, ExxonMobil, Shell reap uh, gains from rising crude prices and natural gas demand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not much increase in natural gas demand, in fact. Very little. Uh, but just to give you an idea of some other companies, Occidental Petroleum, based in Los Angeles, uh, posted a, a profit of $1.58 billion. Its profits went up 46%. Royal Dutch Shell, PLC, posted profits of $6.29 billion, up 30%. Man, those guys need some tax breaks to stay in business. And uh, needless to say, in the quarter, they note that oil prices went up 23%. Gas prices, and this, of course, has come down a little bit since, because at the time, oil was trading, according to this article, at about $113 a barrel on futures markets. Those have come down in recent weeks, as is quite evident, that there are economic problems in Japan uh, connected to the tsunami, and uh, no real uh shall we say denouement of the situation in Libya regarding uh no the, the Saudis quote picking up the slack for that lost uh, oil production out of Libya well I was wondering what you thought of the kerfluffle about the nineteen sixty seven borders
1: oh <laughs> Yeah, well, I also have this interesting article, too, about, uh, speaking of oil, real quickly, just touch on this, that uh, the next OPEC meeting is slated to occur in uh, Iran, and uh, everybody's favorite name to pronounce, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, has uh, named himself uh, the uh, Iranian oil minister uh, so that he can uh, hold forth at this meeting. Uh, the man does like to hear himself speak. Um that was Dick Cheney's position. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dick Cheney maybe has the, uh, the seat up in the booth, and uh, he's speaking on the Bluetooth to Amadi and John. He's a usurper. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see what happens there, because of course he's under all sorts of pressure at home. But the, the kerfluffle—it's it, hard to say because this issue is so difficult. Uh, why it's so difficult is, uh, is of course, an entire uh, different story uh, in and of itself. But um, it's surprising that uh, anything was said at all, because of course, uh, Newt's running for president. There's all this presidential; it's election season already. And so, why would Obama touch the third rail of American politics, and well, one of the third rails, because the other one's Social Security, right? But uh, to mention the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, and the answer as part is, of a speech about the Arab Spring, interestingly, exactly, now. and to uh, the uh, one of the most powerful lobbies, the American-Israel uh, Political Action uh, Committee, the APAC uh, Convention, uh, he spoke there, and of course, Netanyahu uh, vehemently disagreed. But uh, this is the smell of coffee on a cold and frosty morning. Um, surely the events of uh, the last week in uh, Syria uh, should make Israel realize that they must snap themselves out of their torpor, their delusional insistence that they need make no concessions uh, with regards to Palestinians, because uh, the times they are a-changing. And that's simply all Obama, I think, is saying, is that, hey, guys, wake up. You're going to have to do something before... You're utterly in the corner, and, and, you know, staunch, steadfast Israeli apologists will say, well, Israel has always been in the corner. But it's hard to take that claim seriously when you've got the biggest, uh, most well-trained and best-supplied army in the region, uh, that you're in the corner when you hold uh, all the economic and military advantages, but... uh They better wake up and realize that they can't continue to push it off and push it off and push it off. And as far as 67 borders are concerned, uh, they're lucky he said 67. Why not 48? Well, the
0: thing that's bizarre to me about it, because it obviously was a speech about the Arab Spring and then, of course, Netanyahu was destined to be uh, coming on a visit, was the way the media tried to characterize this as some sort of radical departure. Uh, This has been the American position all along. indeed. Not going back to Clinton. Well, going back even to Lyndon Johnson. And this is basically the the the, the, the basis of the uh, uh, UN resolution two four two, and of course the problem is that Israel has defied defied this um, resolution repeatedly. They've received approximately one hundred and thirty to one hundred and forty billion dollars of military and economic aid since 1967, much of which has been used to build settlements Mm -hmm. to expand into the West Bank. So when you look at the West Bank, it is a Swiss cheese uh, situation. And when Obama was talking about swaps, land swaps, Mm -hmm. he has a realistic viewpoint on where things need to go. But with the resignation of George Mitchell, uh, probably just resigning out of frustration because he knew this ain't getting anywhere indeed uh... he made these comments in the context of the so-called arabs uh... uh the spring whatever you want to call it which i think is still <laughs> sort of uh, six feet under i i think that the media has even exaggerated the progress that's occurred because and and the sort of the double standards that different countries have applied for different situations uh... libya for instance worthy of massive nato intervention and bombing to, quote, save civilian lives, with the uh, ensuing propaganda about how NATO has saved a 100,000 civilians. That's ridiculous. Um, if NATO were concerned about saving 100,000 civilians... Uh, They shouldn't have... uh, Well, they never did go along with the Iraq invasion, but uh, they may want to look at the Afghanistan intervention, which is ironically uh, winding down in some quarters, Mm -hmm. but uh, apparently not in America. So it it struck me as a lot of the typical American political kerfluffle in which there was a lot of heat and very little light.
1: Over what is essentially, as you say, something that's been a stated U.S. policy, if not always one that they've really leaned into advancing.
0: Yeah. The difference here is that Obama said it publicly Mm -hmm. um, rather than privately, as has always been the case in the past. But the uh, force that's put on Israel has, has, has always been minimal. And for Republican presidential candidates to come out and denounce this as treason and Various things along those lines were Israel's said. Israel's
1: not the 51st state, so it <laughs> yeah. can't be treason.
0: This is part of the the bigger picture that I think Obama is addressing to some degree, that this continues to be a problem.
1: Uh, it's well, in- He said something really interesting about al-Qaeda in regards to this, is that, hey, we're going to see that the death of Osama bin Laden as a pivotal turning point. And, you know, not just for the death of this one guy who is the, you know, probable planner and architect of 9-11, perhaps, etc. But uh, to say, OK, yeah, things have changed. Everything's changed. Uh, and, and he used the term nihilist, which I think is important because that's what the attacks of 9-11 were. They weren't Islamic attacks. They weren't... Uh, Fascist attacks. They were nihilist attacks. And so the religion ultimately at that level has nothing to do with it And so yeah, let's offer something other than nihilism Uh, That sounds like a healthy suggestion
0: well indeed and uh, By the way you are listening uh, And I'm assuming that you're alive out there. The apocalypse did not come. Oh, this is Andrew is here. I'm here Jim is here and WCBN FM Ann Arbor is still here. Another failed end-time scenario. <laughs> oh well. He's uh that's him in the corner uh losing his religion. So <laughs> the end of the world is we know it. Yeah. REM uh dude, forget about the Bible. You need to listen to some REM. <laughs> then you might be cool. Uh the whereabouts of the pastor in question Unknown. Uh, I don't know if he uh, is six feet under at this point. But boy, he seems to have made quite a bit of money off this scammeroo, uh, which of course is the real scandal. Apparently, this uh, organization has $72 million of pledges and
1: benefits. (laughs) People giving away their life savings. (laughs) And $80 million in assets. Well, maybe that's what WCBN should do next time it's fundraiser time down here, is claim that the end of the world is coming and that the only redemption available is through getting a WCBN t-shirt. <laughs> but no, of course we would never do that. But because... no. <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh, yeah.
0: The, the Comical. the, the That s- received more n- coverage in the media than just about
1: any story last week, yeah. except for... Conan the Barbarian. Arnold's sperm uh, casting, uh, which is widespread. Uh, I guess we're nearing the end, if not completely out of time. Uh, Let me mention then quickly, uh, we'll have to talk about Pakistan's uh, new naval contract with China next week, I guess. Um, but uh, the Werner Herzog uh, film Cave of Forgotten Dreams has been held over at the Michigan Theater. Originally was just scheduled for a one-week run. It's there playing tonight. uh, Actually, 7 o'clock it's starting up, and again at 9.15. You can see this at the Michigan Theater in 3-D through Thursday, and uh, I strongly recommend this film. Even if Herzog had nothing to do with it, uh, it would still be a remarkable film. But, of course, uh, being a Werner Herzog film makes it all the more special. So the 3D actually serves a purpose. It's not a novelty or a gimmick. Uh, the uh, impression that it's able to give you of the depth and the contour of the cave are astonishing and it's a really inspiring film. Alrighty, righty. Uh, recommendation not to be